This is the Money Unleashed podcast, a look at the financial issues facing investors and those getting ready for retirement. Here's the president of the Hoffman Financial Group, Chris Hoffman, and his co-host, Randy Cook. Uh, you know, Chris, we all talk about making you an income wizard. And part of that is hopefully you have a pension. If you don't have a pension, we have to build one for you. But for those people that have a pension, they feel as though they've got a big piece of this retirement puzzle all worked out. Well, not necessarily so. Companies can come to you and say, even if you're in retirement, that we're going to offer you a lump sum option. Now, up until now, you had the option to accept that offer. You could take it or not. Well, there's new regulation from the Treasury Department that says now companies can make this offer to you and it's a, you either take it or you're done. You know, have a nice life. So, Chris, this is really kind of disturbing that somebody could be in retirement for 10 years. They could be 75 years old, getting a monthly check, and then somebody comes to them and says, Here's a lump sum. It's three years worth of salary. Take it or leave it. Have a nice life. Yeah. And what's dangerous about it is you become accustomed to a certain level of income yeah. and you manage your retirement life around that. And those pensions can be big. They can be bigger than Social Security. So that's a scary thing. And then getting dumped with a lump sum. And now you've got to make that decision of do I put it in this market do I invest for dividends? Can I get any level of interest from bonds, which I would argue you're not going to be able to match your pension payment by going into fixed income. So it's alarming. I mean, it also forces these companies into a difficult situation of having to buy out their pension plan. They've basically built up this pension. They haven't managed it well. They haven't been able to get good fixed income rates to match their pension obligations. So now they're going to take earnings to pay off their pensions on the front end, it could also dampen equity prices. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of little tangential things here that I think are dangerous about this proposal. You know, companies can offload their pension obligations to the private sector. They can go and purchase annuity plans for their clients. So that's one option that's approved in this regulation. Or the other one is the buyout. So, you know, I talk to clients all the time about taking a lump sum versus taking income when they first make that pension decision. It's easier to do it on the front end because then you can build your lifelong income plan. It's a lot harder to do it when you have an interruption of income. It's almost like you're retiring twice, right? It's like you give up your paycheck at work, you go into retirement five years, 10 years later, you lose your income stream again like you've walked away from a job. Yeah, Pensions are dangerous right now. I mean, they're very beneficial if they're managed well, you get that income check, they're funded, it's a large pension, it's been out there for a while, it's well run, there's a good management team. But for those companies that are struggling and they have a lot of underfunded or pension obligations that they can't meet, this is a dangerous thing. It's dangerous for retirees to have income basically taken from them. And it's a big difference getting a monthly check and knowing that monthly check gets refilled every month versus saying, here, here's a lump sum, which I don't know the numbers, but I'm going to pretty much guarantee it. it's not the same amount as you would get monthly in any kind of life expectancy, you know, 85 years old or older. So it's a big concern. It's something that we work on with clients constantly when we're doing their financial planning is, do you have a pension? If so, how are we going to manage it? 
and we'll actually look into the pension, at least the company, and see how underfunded it is, and we'll talk about levels of exposure to it and come up with the best strategy for you. One of the things that I've learned about this, uh, too, is that this insurance that everybody thinks that they've got might not really add up to your monthly income. Yeah, if a company's forced into changing their pension and taking a radical step of paying off employees or trying to buy out their pensions, that math I don't think is going to work real well for them. Mm-hmm. So we should probably have a discussion with you or you should have a discussion with your advisor on your pension. And, you know, there's not much you can do at this point. But you know, more importantly, for those of you that do have a pension that are not retired yet, And it's interesting. I run into this a lot with not clients of ours, but people that are looking at our firm. I'll ask them, do you have a pension? And they'll say, oh, yeah. And I'll say, do you have a lump sum option on it? They go, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, how much does it pay you? Well, I think it's around this much at 65. And it's typically with previous employers. So they'll say, yeah, I have a smaller pension out there. Well, look, every dollar counts. And we need to manage it properly. We need to know if you have a lump sum option. That's the first thing that I would recommend our listeners do is if you have a pension plan, call that group and ask them if there is a lump sum option available to you. You want to know. And then obviously you can run the analysis on if I retire at this age, what are they going to pay me? You need to know if your pension eventually maxes out and you can't make any more. And at what age does that happen? So there's a lot that goes into pension management. You should be very active in making those phone calls with your advisory team to find out the details on your particular pension. We did a show about six months ago, and it was just completely dedicated to people who have pensions. And it was one of the the biggest shows we've ever done as far as response is concerned. There's a lot of people out there in this town that have pensions, whether it be Coca-Cola or Home Depot or a railroad or a hospital. There's a lot of them out there still. And if you are looking forward to getting that pension, you need to know these options that Chris is talking about. Well, Chris, apparently we have a landmark day here. Uh, According to the people at Fidelity, more than half of their 401k customers now have all their assets in target date funds. Apparently, it's not so. none of these people are listening to this show. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Wow. Oh, my Lord. 100% please. of their money in target date funds. And we have talked over and over and over again how there are some deficiencies here. There are better options for you. So, Chris... Let's go through it again. Let's talk about why you hate target date funds. (laughs) Yeah, you shared that statistic with me in preparation for the show. So I said, okay, I got to pull up these target date funds to find out, you know, if what I've been preaching at speaking engagements and events and having my other advisors present at these seminars is still true. Mm -hmm. And what I've said to people and I've said it consistently is you don't know what's in your target date fund. You're assuming that it's being rebalanced, and as you get closer to the target date, you're getting more conservatively invested, but is that really happening? So I pulled up three target date funds. I pulled up a 2020 target date fund, I pulled up a 2050 target date fund, and I pulled up a 2060 target date fund. Okay. So let's start with the 2020 fund. If you have a target date fund, which is dated 2020, you are retiring when? 2020, next Next year. year. Yeah. (laughs) That's within 12 months. Right. So you would expect that portfolio to be, I would think, extremely conservative, right? Yeah. Protection would be number one. 
So, you know, they basically balance it like all target date funds do or stock funds or bond funds. They're, they can be in stocks or bonds. So that's what they're split between. What do they have more of? They have more stocks in the portfolio than they have bonds. Wow. They have 53% stocks and 47% bonds. So if the market took a nasty correction of 20, 30%, think about it in dollars, and you had a million-dollar portfolio, and half of your portfolio lost 20%, you'd lose $100,000. That on paper is not something you want to see one year away from retirement, in my professional opinion. And if it is, why don't you just go out there and roll it into an IRA and buy those stocks individually, and we can control them with a click of a button. You don't have to pick the fund or not pick the fund. We can move the stocks around. That's a 2020 fund. I pull up a 2050 fund, and then I pull up a 2060 fund. You would expect that the 2050 fund would be highly aggressive. You and would. it is. It's, it's basically 90% stocks, 10% bonds. I said, okay, but that's not bad. They've at least got 90% in stocks. Then I pulled up the 2060 fund for the same company. It's the same exact mix. Hmm. So if you choose a 2050 fund or a 2060 fund, you're getting the same mix. I bet people don't even realize what's in their portfolio when they're picking these funds. If you're thinking, I'm going to go with 2060 because that's going to be more aggressive than a 2050, you're actually wrong. <laughs> it's the same exact mix. That makes so sense. It, it, it's a marketing ploy, in my opinion. And it's a commitment from these Wall Street firms that says, oh, we're going to rebalance you on an annual basis the closer and closer you get to your re target retirement date. And that's just not the truth. And I just listed three target date funds that prove my point. You've got to gain control of your assets. You can't turn it over to a fund that is a cookie cutter. We're going to tell you one thing and I think basically do another and expect to get anywhere with it. I mean, you pay into these 401ks a lot of money and you get matching and you watch it go up because of your contributions and your matching and some market growth. And then when the market turns over, it's going to take it back in big chunks because everything in the target date funds, including these bonds, is at risk. They don't hold the bonds to maturity. They can lose value if interest rates rise. I think it's egregious. And so what's the solution for our listeners? The solution is if you have any material amount of money in your 401k, you should be aggressively looking at an in-service withdrawal or a 59 and a half withdrawal. Know exactly how much your plan will allow you to roll out and roll into an IRA. And you'll get way more options in an IRA and much more control over your financial destiny, in my opinion, by having an IRA that you can manage versus being stuck in mutual funds or target date funds. Thanks for listening to the Money Unleashed podcast with Chris Hoffman. To find out more about the Hoffman Financial Group, go to UnleashYourMoney.com and join Chris for his radio show, Money Unleashed, Sunday afternoons at 5 on WSB Radio Atlanta. 
Chris Hoffman is a registered representative of TCM Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC, and is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Hoffman Financial Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, TCM Securities, Inc., and WSB are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with the professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance licensed in Georgia number 163546.